Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with your boy CNJ. I wanted to talk about the stuff that's been going on, man, uh, in the NBA. But before we even get into that, I wanna I wanna welcome you to the show, man. Appreciate you tuning in again. Thank you for having me, my boy. You already know. Oh yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about, man, is I want to talk about these new, you know, these new additions to the Miami Heat. Um, I don't think, I think it's, I think it's gonna work, but I don't know. Um, I don't know how it's gonna, it's gonna work out the rest of the season. I hope we can get some type of chemistry with them. They've been playing all right, but it seems like Miami. They defense been bad since the All Star, since the All Star break the last like four games, man. So hopefully we can tune it, you know, turn it up. Um, I like I like the new additions. I like Cody Zeller. I like Kevin Love. I think they just trying to figure out. Kevin Love had a pretty good, decent game. Cody Zeller been doing what he do. Um, Bam, I think Bam need to start stepping up more because I don't think he been playing since All Star break. Um, And then um, Tyler Hero, question mark. I I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on with our with our shooting this year. It's just we was number one three point shooting last year and this year it's, it's been bad, man. So I don't know I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to take how to take it. I think you know we we lose to a Charlotte team. We lose to a team that we shouldn't lose to, man. But it is what it is. But you know, hopefully we beat the Sixers tomorrow. But what's your what's your take on on the new edition? You think it's gonna work <clears throat> with the Miami Heat and with the NBA in general? It's just unpredictable, right? Like you know, you're a team, and you know what your team is capable of. So your expectations for them is high already because you already know what can be done with whether you got the whole team on the court or you have a select few on the court. It always, it always bottles down to what I say, especially during playoff time at the all-star break, everything comes down to crunch time. And it's the last less than 25 games. Everybody playing 20 or less games. Everybody trying to push for the playoffs, make the playoffs. Critical time is when Miami heat and other teams have injuries, players that are out. You have players that, are coming back from injuries. You have players that have reoccurring injuries. You have players that are being traded. So you have players that are being out like Cal Lowry. You have players that are on the court that really want to win like Jimmy Butler. You have players out there that's coming into the team, like you said, Cody Zeller. You have Kevin Love. Kevin Love is coming from a Cavs team that has actually grown and developed over the past two years. And then they got new additions. So these teams are making a shift to better themselves. Those, this was a great pickup from Miami. I really expected if they would have got Westbrook, it would have been even a plus for, for the Miami Heat. But adding Kevin Love and adding his talent and what he can do to that team right now, it's only the beginning. It's just like with anybody with a team, the, chem- the chemistry has to build. Of course, you know, he's a vet, so it's easy to play around certain people when Kevin Love is one of those play- players that gets the ball on the inbound or before Jokic was here, launching it across the court, full court pass. You saw LeBron and Kevin Love do that in, in um, Cleveland, right? Oh, yeah. That, that's what you have with this team. Like He has the capability to shoot the ball well. He can pass the ball. And also, if you need him to post, then you have Bam. Like you said, Bam is a defensive player. But when you look at, like you said, you're waiting for Bam to get back into the groove Right now, you got to ask yourself, long-term, when you look going into the playoffs, do you think these players are preparing – some of these players are preparing themselves now for the playoffs. Look at Miami. Jimmy Butler's already going to be ready. You got to get Tyler Hero on the same page, and you also have to get Bam. These players are capable of doing it, but their game has to reflect it. Not expecting a player to have a great game every game, but, you know, your expectations for these players – is 
is up there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you already know what they're capable of. And I, I know I keep saying that, but you you have your head like, man, we can beat these teams. But like I tell you all the time, like I was just looking at uh, the seven-game stretch for the Lakers. Like, it's different teams. When you look at them, you like, you know. Like, you knew the Heat should have beat Charlotte, right? Yeah. But you look at that Charlotte team. They just lost. They just lost one of their key centers of fours. So when you look at that, and they got the young boy from Duke. So this boy came in there, and now he's a starter playing Miami Heat. He has to prove himself and earn that position, even though he's in that position. But he has to show he can handle that role early on as a rookie. The expectation is he got to come in and perform. We need him to do a job, just like Wiseman was with the Warriors two years ago. They need Wiseman. He was there until he got hurt. Yeah. With the Heat, all it's going to take is time. They have enough time. You go, they, you all are going to the playoffs, no doubt. But I would rather you all work the bugs out now and figure out how everybody can mesh well together and Tyler Hero's shooting is back on and everybody's back on where they left off the end of the year. Can't go back on the past. All they can do now is focus on the future and try to improve and get better because the main goal is to get to the championship. But if you're not able to get everybody on one accord or everybody playing at a high level, it's going to be very hard to get to that next level when you play in teams like Philly, the Milwaukee Bucks, Boston. You have so many teams that you have to play against that I just named that you have to get past to get to that level to even play a Western Conference team. Right. So my so my question to you is, do you have enough faith the way your team playing right now, could they still make it to the finals? The way they playing right now, no. But to their potential, yes. And the reason I say to their potential, what I've been seeing this year, um, if we play to our potential, our defense is better than it was last year to me. I know a lot of people don't agree because we had PJ Tucker, but PJ Tucker is a he's a he's a great one on one defender, but he's physical. So his physical ability makes up for his sometimes letting people go straight past him the quicker defenders. Um, Victor, I think, is the role that they're going. That's He's taking the P.J. Tucker's role, and he's more lateral quick than P.J. is. So our defense has improved with that. And a lot of people forget that Victor Oladipo is a, you know, all-NBA defender. You know what I'm saying? First team. And, and I'm not, no shots to P.J. I, you know, I love P.J. as well, but I just feel like in the playoffs, um, we're going to be better defensively. And I feel like, in my heart, I feel like these shots are going to start falling, man. Okay. I feel like last year, we went in, we was the number one seed. We played like it. And this year, we're going to have to fight for everything. Okay. You know, um, I feel like uh, with Cody Zeller, we, we getting something that we never had. Even when we had LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. And Bosch. Bosch really was a four. He wasn't a five. We didn't have no five. You know, we didn't have no true center. We didn't have no true. He yep. was our four. Technically, since Chris Bosch. You see technically, technically, y'all five was riding the bench. Anthony. Yeah, Joel Anthony, right? If you want to be technical, the, the, your five was technically riding the bench. He was a bench rider. Yeah. So to me, Kevin Love is—he's a passer. He can post you up. He can. He can help us with rebounding. He can help us with space in the floor, you know. And I know those shots. He's he's a little, you know, rusty right now. But when he, when they, when I think when the team start clicking, I think it's gonna be very hard to beat Miami. And because if Kevin Love having a big day, and and Bam continue to do what he do, Bam been averaging twenty and ten. If Bam continue to average twenty one and ten, and Tyler Hero. Because what he did last year, he got rookie of the year. I mean, he got six man of the year. And then in the playoffs, he played bad to me. So if he can just, when we get to the playoffs, we got to get there first, avoid the seventh spot, get to the six or the five seed, avoid, you know, a play-in game because anything can happen in the play-in game. Avoid that. 
get to the playoffs, man. And I just feel like Tyler Hero got to – he's our X factor, him and Bam. That Bam play the way he playing all season because we didn't have that. We made it all – we did all that basically off with Jimmy. We were just hanging around in all, a lot of games on our defensive side and, you know, hitting timely threes. And then when the fourth quarter come, you know, Jimmy time. And Jimmy did that throughout the whole playoffs, you know, and then – right. So now, and, then, and I feel like Kyle Lowry, as long as he's healthy, I, I just feel like we got the team. That I feel like we better. I feel like defensively we better. We got Kyle Lowry. If Tyler Hero and Bam play the way they supposed to play and Kyle Lowry healthy, I think we have enough to make it to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals and get over the hump this time. Okay. So uh, I want to break down that, that short play that I saw. Last night, I saw it on Instagram because I didn't watch the game. But when you all played – the other night when you all played Charlotte, right? Right. And a guy from from Duke, Williams. All right, so Mark Williams. So, basically, this guy had 20 boards. That was (laughs) – he was was rebounding. So, the the play that I looked at that I really – that stuck out to me was where I'm – Dennis Smith Jr. got drafted by the Mavs. So, you know, I rock with him. And And shout out to – Right, shout, shout out to Charlotte for picking him up this year because uh, Portland had him. So getting back into the heat in the Charlotte game. So you have the play where he gets the ball half court where they're playing they're playing him on their side of the court. And you have Dennis Smith Jr. driving. And when he drives in front of Kevin Love, he dishes. So now when he dishes the ball, Tyler Hero is to his left and Kevin Love is in front of him towards the goal. And then you have Bam to his right, right? So you have mm-hmm. three you have three defenders on him, but then you have somebody that's in the corner, which is Terry Rozier. He's on the side to take the corner three. The corner three goes out. Now Williams, the rookie from Duke, gets the rebound. Kevin Love doesn't block. He doesn't box him box him out at all. Yeah, I'm he, just fed, about to say he that. puts a he puts a body on him briefly when the rebound goes up. But see, he's filling them, but he goes around the opposite side to obtain the rebound. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. Kevin Love just didn't play. He just didn't aggressively block him out to secure the ball. He blocked him out enough to put a hand on him and a body on him, but he really didn't apply any pressure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was kind of like a weak box out because he was able to go around him, get the rebound, and then Kevin Love didn't go up. Tyler Hero tried to swat it, but Tyler Hero not built for that. So <laughs> small, small, small plays like that is what determine a game. You still yeah. have a chance to come down and defend because it was 54 seconds. And then when he dunked the ball, it was like 44.9 seconds. But that right there, when you get a rebound like that, the Heat now have to regroup and figure out how they're going to move forward with a timeout. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and we was down by three when he didn't box him out. Right. So now you're trying to play catch up and figure out how you can come back and win the game. So critical things like that, it's all a learning experience. But now – you got to review tape like, okay, what could I have done better? Because this is your job. Right. You're getting paid all this money to play at a high level. So And we brought – not that mean to cut you out, but and we brought Kevin Love there to rebound. Right. You know, to help with the rebound. So if anybody should have boxed out, he should have boxed out. You know, But you, you also – not to cut you off, but – you also, you also have to think of this. Kevin Love's a vet. This is a rookie coming out of Duke. Rookie year. Kevin Love is a nice body to put on him, which he should be able to rebound him in a smart way so he doesn't have to exert that much energy and effort. But your whole team got to crash. It just can't be It just can't yeah. be everybody standing around. The, like, everybody standing around a goal is one thing. But that ball happened to be in the right fall, in the right place at the right time, because as soon as he came around, that ball fell right there where he needed to be. When he got to that spot and saw that ball coming off that rim, it came out perfectly. It gave him an easy putback. That's a rebound and two points. That puts you in a whole different situation from, okay, we got a chance to, now we got to get back in the game. Because that opens the floor more for them because now they can burn out the clock, but it forces you to play defense to force a turnover or a missed shot. Yep. And a lot of games where these teams are scoring 100 or better, I feel like it's it's no defense. It's no defense at all. Like who scores 160, 170 points? 
It's crazy, but that's 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 what the NBA is now. Yeah, like, I, I I get it. I I I don't get that. Like when we brought up, you know, we we was built on you know going out there and play defense, you know, and offense. Right. You know if you don't if you don't if you don't play defense, we don't give you the ball. You know what I'm saying, and vice versa. So I don't get the nine day, you know, NBA. You know, as as far as like, I mean, I know we can't help it. That a lot of them say that the teams are more talented. They are, but they don't stop you from playing defense. You know, with me, I feel like 176 points and 175 points, man. That's crazy. That's that is crazy, man. To me, there's no defense. No, it's no defense at it's, all. It's almost 200 points. It's it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's a uh... It's more so, okay. I'm gonna play you, but I'm 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 gonna you gonna get yours. I'm gonna get mine. So now we just gonna play back and back and forth. Who can score the most first or the fastest before the before the end of the buzzer, the very last buzzer goes off. That's how I look at it. Like it's all about the. We watch the game transition from post game to feeding the post to start the game to a straight shooting game. This is. This game is based on a three-point game now, and it's been like that for years. Versus yeah. you start in the hole with Shaq, Tim Duncan. You're looking at Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard. You you starting the game up. You got big men you feeding in the post. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. You get what I'm saying? You have big men that you're really trying to feed. Chris Bosh, you, you, you're trying to feed people the ball. Kevin Love in the post. They doing post moves. You got to work for the two points. Now it's a Okay, I'm seven foot. I'm gonna take you out here and force you out. So now I can create. But like the Heat, when you got a team, the Heat can go small and spread the floor. They could play because they got rebounders and defensive players. You have defensive players. So when you got a team that have people that play defense, and some people that play all right defense, one way or another, somebody gonna get killed because. We watched that happen to Jordan Poole when he played John Morant. Man, he was getting punished, man. He 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 killed Curry and Poole. And there's nothing you could do about it because he's that good of a player. So when you look at, like I said, when you look at pieces that you have, you have Kyle Lowry, and he's not playing right now. You have pieces that you might have lost that you might have wished you kept. But right now, it's all about making that transition forward. Right. So it ain't about what happened in December all the way back. In January, taking losses, it's time to figure it out. And all the main thing that people have to do is they have to make adjustments. You're getting paid this money. We're expecting you to make adjustments and figure out how to win games. That's how I look at it. We're all human, but you have a job. If you can't do your job effectively, then as an owner or a coach, you're like, what do I need to play you for if you can't do what you need to do when I need you to do it? Right. There's no way possible. I'm paying you 15 to 30 mil a year, and you're missing layups. Why open layups? You're missing dunks. You got people taking rebounds out of your hand in the uh, air. Because... I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I have to say this. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard just scored 71 points tonight. Oh, really? I saw uh, – I saw. I was looking at a snippet while we were uh, actually talking to him. I showed his career high was 61, so I guess he scored seven more on top of that. So that's good. Man, he scored 71 points. So I, I saw he scored threes, though. He scored 41 by the half. That's, that's a great. That's a great display. That's that's a, that's, a, that, that's good. But, but you, you know, know, ever since Patrick Beverly said something to him, man, he been he been averaging almost forty points a game, man. And see, when you have things like that, this is a guy that hit the game winner for the All Star game, and and that was no defense whatsoever. Didn't watch it, but it was trash. Yeah, it was. It if was you pay, if you paying thousands of dollars to go see a game that you looking to be entertained and see some in the third or fourth quarter where it gets in, 
Like, that's what I'm talking about, defense. I get it about not getting hurt, but come on. It's like we talked about when you when you buy tickets to go see a Heat game, you're going to Miami. You're going to the game to go see Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, bam. You're going to see some of your favorites. You want to you paying that money because you're expecting to see your favorites play. Now, when you show up, when you show up to the game and you see them sitting out, you kind of pissed because you're like, dang, I'm about to pay my money to go my money to see a game and you're not playing. Then it's, then it's your first time being there. Right. You, know, you saved all this time, a lifetime exactly. money to go see. Exactly. Because we were going to go to that Heat in Atlanta game, remember? Yeah. And you said, I said, man, he didn't even play. He said, man, you said, I'm glad we didn't go because I would have been mad if I didn't see them play. And I said, man, I get it. I feel your pain back in and listen to me. It happened to me in 2020 when I went to go see Luca that February when they played Atlanta. Luca and Porzingis were sitting out that game. I was like, wow. But I wasn't tripping though. But I just was on some wow. <laughs> and Anthony Edwards made a great point. You should be wanting to play every game, man. Like this is what you play for. No breaks. Yeah, and you know LeBron said that you know early in his career, mm-hmm. he was like you know that's why he motivated himself to play every game because you know you don't know what fan hasn't seen you play, not the ones that always see you to play, the ones that haven't seen you play. So you know he tried to always play and show up. Which, right. You know, and you shout know. out and shout out to Jimmy Butler, man, because that Jimmy Butler had to set a game and a guy flew over two thousand miles to come see him. And pay for the ticket to get there. That young guy, um, and his family member, they they came to a Heat game to see him play, and Jimmy didn't play. Jimmy told him he gonna fly him back out and buy him a ticket for another game. Not too many real ones gonna do that, man. And he, and he gave him an autographed jersey, basketball, everything, tickets, everything, a, man. That's how you move. Come on, Jimmy had look. That's how you move. You you apologizing, you making things, you trying to figure out a way to make things right. Because that person, that young boy, missing you in that game and paying and them scrapping scraping up all that money just to come to that game and fly over here. That lets you know how much people like value you as a player and how much they care. And you showing that same type of stuff back or giving that same type of energy as a player saying, Hey, I'm gonna get you tickets for a game. And I'm going to fly you out, make sure you straight, because I want you to see me play just as well. I apologize. Whatever he said to that nature, I don't know what he said word for word, but the gesture was nice. What else you got for me? I wanted to talk about, you know, the new look Lakers, man. I want to I wanted to touch base on that. On the Lakers? Okay, what's up? What's up with the Lakers? Talk to me. I just – do you think they have enough to to to? Is this a a playoff team, or do you think they're gonna make it to the play in, or you think they're gonna make it? What they think they're gonna do win 15, 16 games out of these last twenty something games? Okay, so it's something I saw on Twitter. It was showing their next seven games at the All Star break, and I was uh, talking to you about it like a week ago, and I thought about it and I said they got a potential to lose like two, maybe three. They can win like five, maybe six of these games. I said, they out of seven, they might be able to win five. And I was scratching my head, and I'm like, it's 50-50 on us because as, as a Maverick fan, that's a that's a toss-up game. Like, they just beat us tonight. So I thought to myself, like, this game could go either way. You really never know. I can't count them out. Like I told you earlier, I was like, oh, they'll have a 30-piece each, but – Still, you never know how a game could turn out. And I see Golden State and a few other teams on there. So, as good as some teams are, look at it. Look at the Grizzlies, for example. Like, So, with the Lakers and their team, I can see them. If they, they have to win, if they win their next out of 20, if they can at least win 12 to 13 of those games, at least win 75% of those games, maybe like 15 of them, I can I could at least say 70% of the games they have a chance to be in the play in because they kind of short right now and I believe they need a couple of more wins to get up because you also have OKC and a few other teams above them right Yeah they got they got they got back the Blazers the Blazers I think got the tiebreaker 
or do they? I think they got to play them again. Oh, you want to? Talk, oh, you talking about the Western Conference? Yeah, and then, um, and then they got the Jazz that's in front of them. They two and zero. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna right. be hard to catch them, you know. So yeah, the, my, the... my philosophy though is mm-hmm. you can't move up if other teams that's in front of you is winning. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because but... all those teams are not going to be losing. You got to jump seven teams to get to the six seed. You got to jump five teams or three teams to make it to the 10th seed. All right. So when you're looking at teams, you got the top four teams you know are already going. The Denver Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Kings, and the Suns, which are going to be four tough teams to beat. Then you also have teams from the fifth through the eighth seed. You have the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Warriors, and the Jazz. All right. Off top, in the play-in, it's the – what you said the seventh through the 10th seed has to play, right? Yeah. All right. So you have the Warriors in seventh. Eighth, the Jazz. Ninth, the Timberwolves. Tenth, the Pelicans. Right now, the Lakers are in 11 and the Blazers are in 12 and the Thunder are in 13. The Lakers, Trailblazers, and Thunder records are basically almost the same by one win and one more loss or less loss, but mainly one win more than the other team. The the Lakers have over those two teams. So, you got to look at the running team that have to play in there. The Warriors, Jazz, Timberwolves, and Pelicans, and potentially the Lakers or Blazers, if they could take over that spot. So that means the Pelicans, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves, and the Warriors really have to work to figure out how they're going to win. Because right now they're at, oh, they have 20 games left. Most teams have, like I said, 20, 19 games. They have yeah. to win to keep the Lakers where they're at. These teams have to win just as many games as them. If they – if they losing three or four back to back, it's a problem. And I'm looking at the Western Conference. Most I'm used to the Western Conference, the top four teams having forty plus wins. At least forty five plus wins in the Western Conference. These teams at Grizzlies at thirty six wins, Kings at thirty five, Suns at thirty three, Clippers are at thirty three, Mavericks are at thirty two, Warriors are at thirty one. And the Jazz are at 31, and the Timberwolves are at 31, and the Pelicans are at 30. Everybody else is 29 and below. So when you look at that spreadsheet I just gave you of these wins, it's very close, starting from the second seed all the way down to the to the 10th, 11th seed. All it's really close. Uh, yeah, all the way down to the 10th seed. It's gonna be a dog fight. Right. So right now, it comes down to who can finish and win these games because these teams in the top four seeds, all they can do is just fluctuate right now. These top four seeds can fluctuate at any moment from the second seed to the fifth seed. Right. And the third seed, the second seed, which is the Grizzlies and Kings, they won one win and loss behind each other. So they're right there. Except the Kings have two less loss. They have two more losses than the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies have one more win. So now it's all about who can figure out well, not figure out who can win more games and who can move up in the ranks because somebody's going to get thrown from that from that play-in game that's in that 10th and 9th seed. Something is going to happen. If the Lakers win, it could be the Pelicans or Timberwolves. Whichever team starts falling short, that's the team that's going to drop in the ratings in my eyes. Yeah. That's how I see it. So it, it, it's all about it's all about how, how bad do you want it? Because the Rockets right now, they trash, so they might get that. They might get Victor at this point. But then what the Spurs. Oh, yeah, true. But they had a worse record. So, yeah, both of them, they about naked neck. The Spurs and the Rockets potentially could get him. And that's going to start the whole franchise over both teams, basically. That's a rebuild. So when you're looking at these teams and the players these teams have, ask yourself the question you just asked me. Do you think the Lakers can make the play in? To be honest, I I I think they can I think they got a better chance of making the play in than they do get to the six seed. Oh yeah, of course, most definitely. I think they have a fighting chance to get there. 
but I think that you saying that Malik Monk, I mean, I said Malik Monk, Malik Beasley and Anthony Davis and LeBron is the new big three. I just, I think that's terrible, <laughs> man. I just think it's terrible, you know, for people to say that. I think that man is just a three-point shooter, man. You know, he'll catch and shoot player. Yeah, he can go off the dribble a little bit. But ain't nobody. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, he's not, come on, man. He's, he's not, not that shooter. guy. You know what I'm saying? So stop. They got a big two barely. You know, Anthony Davis fragile. He played pick and twos when he played. If he go against another big man, you don't know where he is. LeBron is the, the only consistent player on the team. Uh, Anthony Davis, like your boy from White Man Can't Jump, the Western Snipes block. He said, get up. He said, my bunion. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, man. You know, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, me and my homie get into it a lot about him. And like I tell him, it ain't that I don't like Anthony Davis, bro. Like, you always say you like that, right? I'm like that. You say that all, ever since you hit that shot in the bubble. You keep saying that. But you got to be dominant every day. Every time you step on that court, you need to be dominant. Don't be picking and choosing when you be dominant. When you're going against a small 6'7 center or 6'8 center or a team that don't have a big man, then you want to dominate. Dominate every time. You want to have a mindset to dominate every time. Until he get that mindset, I'm going to always say what I say about him. I'm always going to call him soft. I tell him to his face he's soft. I mean, I just I, I just think Anthony Davis soft, bro. And then last year he made a comment saying that he 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 don't play hard until or he don't play hard until the playoffs. You got to get to the playoffs first. I said, man, I ain't never heard of nothing like that. I play hard. Yeah, I can see that you playing hard, and you you going to a different mindset. I think the levels is. You have a, a regular season mindset. But my, my mindset ain't going to never change. I stay in go mode. When I played, I always stayed in go mode. Yeah, I may get into a me. When it comes to playoffs, it's focusing more. Now I'm getting my mindset trained that I'm more focused on because we can lose and we can go home. You know, because football is different than basketball. You don't get no four and five games. You know, you don't get no second chances. So my mindset was different. I always was in go mode. Basketball, you get you got to win four games. So you get an opportunity, you lose that first game, you get an opportunity to come back, win three, four more games in a row. We didn't get that. But so I, I just, with Anthony Davis, man, I'm always going to feel like that. Um, I ain't going to say I'm always going to feel like that. I ain't going to say I don't want to do to do good. I do. But just... Chill out with that. I'm like that, man. You know, until you become a monster like Dwight Howard and Shaq them, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Do it against dudes that you're supposed to do it to. Or you should you should do it to. That's the only time you do it is when the dudes you should do it to. And we're going to see you do it to dudes that we ain't expecting you to do it to. You see what I'm saying? And you had one good game against Giannis this year. Everybody went crazy. Oh, he's back. He's the monster. Then he got hurt. He came back playing like a girl again. You know what I'm saying? So I just I don't man. I, I that's people can say, oh, can't be your man. I can you can care. I can care less what you say. I care less, man. I don't care what people say. I'm always gonna feel that way about the Lakers. And it's not that I hate the Lakers, bro. I don't like their fans, bro. I don't like I don't like the Lakers fans. Yeah, I don't like how they did Russ. And then, and then, and that's another, and that's another thing. That's the next topic I was getting into. I don't like how they were treating Russ there, and they mad. And then, like the thing that you had, we had recently talked about. You can't even Anthony Davis can't even say nothing good about Russ. First thing he's gonna say, well, you know, I I don't know what they saying in the locker room. I'm not in a locker room. I don't know how Russ feel. I haven't. You can't. You just like, oh man, I, I'm. I wish the best. You ain't even say nothing like that. So that lets me know that Anthony Davis didn't rock with him. Everybody know he didn't. You wanted him there. You and LeBron wanted him there. And then when that happened, everybody turned on. Him. 
You know how hard it is to be in a locker room where everybody not rocking with you, which is it's fine. You're still a professional. You got to play. But that 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 does something to you. That's me. You got to wake up every day, go in here and play with players you know it ain't got your back. They say they do in the media, but you're around them every day. You know they ain't with you. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that, and that stuff irritates Like, how would you feel going into a locker room knowing you, everybody in here, is waiting for you to mess up. You see what I'm saying? Everybody, the whole organization, they blaming everything on you. It makes you question whether or not you could trust the people around you and that, the people that you're in the locker room with. How yeah. can I how can I lean on you and call you my brother or go to battle with somebody I can't trust? How can I how can I come into an environment and be expected to play at a high level when the fans treat me like I'm on an opposing team. How can how can I look at come to this game and pray that my family say because fans are gonna slander me and come at my family? What what am I supposed to do as a player? What do you expect me to do? How do you expect me to feel? You're you're taking the love away from the game and everything I enjoy because I love to play basketball. I love I love playing defense. I love my energy. Yes, yes, Russell Westbrook turns over the ball. Who doesn't? He moves at a fast pace. His legs move faster than his arms do. When you look at it, Russ moves at a fast pace. He running gun. That's how I look at it. But his whole time with the Lakers has been all negative in my eyes. Yeah. It's been negative. And, and then that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like, I ain't mean to cut that, but that's that's like everybody saying it's a toxic situation. No, it's not a toxic situation. It's they didn't have that man back, dog. And he he felt that y'all brought him there to blame him if the season didn't go good. And he's been dealing with that for two years and people saying, Oh well, he's gonna he's gonna do terrible at the Clippers. Like it was Rust. It wasn't Rust's fault, dog. It was the Lakers organization, LeBron, Anthony Davis, all these players that was out there. Like, bro, didn't nobody have his back, man? He didn't ask to come there. Y'all traded for him to come, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> I, I, it's just funny, man. And it, like you said, it ain't, it ain't been nothing good at that whole situation, man. And to me, I think flowers go to Westbrook. But him being a man, didn't forget who he was as a person, didn't get out of character, still was smiling, even though last year he wasn't smiling as much, you know. But this year he got his smile back, his swagger back. So, I mean, you know. Just look at his – just look at his first game. Look at his first game with the Clippers. Happy. 17-14 type of game. When you're looking at the energy coming in the window, coming in the door, coming into the gym, you know, you come into a gym with high hopes and, and a, a new beginning. Westbrook might have switched teams, but he didn't switch locker rooms because they share the same they share the same arena. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it, 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 technically he switched locker rooms when you're looking at teams, yes. But it's the same arena until they get their own arena built, or that happens. Those steps happen. Should that should be coming soon? So when you get away from one organization and you jump into the next, and Paul George really wanted you there, it's like, hey, you got your teammate that you played with with OKC, and you playing with Kawhi, and then the Clippers even got Buddy Holland. So. You playing with a team that has vets and a young core. Now you could now you could definitely play with those players. Everybody just has to play their role. Unselfish basketball is what's going is what's going to determine a lot. Yep, that's what's going to determine. Russ. Russ got to stick to his game, not not taking those quick, fast jumpers and shots. Stick to your drive game. Stick to your 
your uh inside your little fifteen footers, stick to your game. Those little corner threes like you hit in the clutch. Take your take your shots when needed. Don't force it. Take what's needed. Take what you take what you can manage. Don't do too much. You got players like Paul George and Kawhi, and you got a few shoes around there. Use what you have. You got everything at your disposal right now when it comes to like who you can pass it to. You have better, you have a few more shooters than you did with the Lakers. That's how I look at it. Oh, yeah. You have a little bit more, you have more weapons. Anthony Davis wasn't a weapon. He was a weapon when he played for the Pelicans, the 20 and 20 type of type of beast. And then when he got with Cousins, it was even worse. So I'm like, come on. Your situation, you're getting away from just in time. You're still getting your check. Sometimes you got to get, get out of a, a, I would say, what kind of, I want to say the right thing. Sometimes you got to get out of a toxic situation to get to the next level or to better yourself as an individual. And that's what I think Russ needed at this time. Absolutely. I think he had to get himself out of that situation, man. And, and I think he was okay with staying in that situation because it was better. Um, than it was last year, but it was still tension. You know, him and the coach had got into it that last game he played because he was wondering why the coach took him out. You know, just for LeBron to get his his points. You know, and and I get it because Westbrook, you know him, he want to win. Westbrook, one of those players, he want to win, man. He want to, and winning is everything. Even though he ever won a championship, but he's trying to get back there, man. He don't care about no record. Yeah, he was he was probably record, you know, chasing stats or whatever when he was getting them triple doubles. But I mean, the man still did it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like when he did the little Nipsey hustle. When Nipsey hustle first died, he he got twenty, twenty, twenty. You feel me? Twenty rebounds, twenty assists, and twenty points. Just to represents the sixties where he from when Nipsey hustle from. That's 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 crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's as, a, crazy. as a point guard. That's crazy. So and you tell me. You tell him what? I said and they telling me that Russ is the problem. Come on, man. Like Russ is always available. Like Russ don't miss games, man. His whole career. People talk about LeBron James. Russ don't miss games, but I don't even remember how, in, in his career. I don't even think I can count on ten fingers how many games Russell missed. But Unless honestly, he's like legitly hurt, I've never honestly, seen him miss games. Honestly, LeBron didn't really start missing games until he got to Cleveland, bro. I mean, not Cleveland until he got to uh, the Lakers. L.A. Yeah, he never missed games. Like that's when he started having injuries. So, like you said, with Russell Westbrook, yeah, that's one thing I could say. Like these boys play. There's players in the league that get hurt for every little thing and be out. Anthony Davis, fragile as glass. So as he get a touch, he out. He out for three weeks. Come back, <laughs> twist his ankle. He out for like, he it got to be observed. It's it's too much. Sort of this man. It's too much, man. And they think that uh, before we go to the next slide, I want to say this. They think that you know Denver is 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 is. Is number one, but it's still gonna be the same old Denver in the playoffs. Me personally, every time they made it to the playoffs, even last year, they wasn't they didn't have a full team besides twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. When Jamal hurt Jamal Murray been hurt for almost two years. You know what I'm saying? Since, so, since the bubble. Yeah, so they ain't really he and the joke ain't been playing like this. When he played in the bubble that first year against the Lakers. That series could have went anyway. It kept every game except I think two games came down to the the last shot, the last possession. That series could have went in either way. So I mean, I just I just feel, man, we I, that's 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 always been my sleeper. It's been my sleeper since twenty twenty. Um, but you know, with people still disrespecting them, they the best team in the league. Besides Boston and the you know Bucks, but I feel like you know they the best team in the league to me. They the most consistent. Um, 
that's my sleeper. I know it's not a sleeper because they're the number one team, but everybody still is still a sleeper because everybody still don't believe. To me, that's that's if you don't believe, then to me that's gonna be the oh that's gonna be a surprise pick. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people saying oh they're gonna win it all, but a lot of players are man they just they just doing this in the regular season. They ain't gonna do it in the playoffs. I said okay. I did it last year. I said last year Jamal Murray come back and be healthy. That's my sleeper. This year, everybody healthy. We're going to knock on wood, make sure hopefully nobody get hurt before the playoffs. Everything going healthy that makes the playoffs. And we'll really see who the champions is this year, man, who the best team in the league. I know we we mentioned this uh, before, but I want to know who your surprise pick is, who your sleeper. Mine, honestly, is when we're looking at teams – the Kings. Kings balling this year, man. A lot of they people, I've been saying that for the past, like, two or three years. I said the team we expected the Kings to be now, I expected to see back in, like, 2018, 2019. So, to see that team come from so far and come along the way they are now, people do not understand. The Kings were, like, bottom. Now in the top three. People don't even see Get that. To, to, to Mike Brown, man. Changing that organization. And that's a coach that has coached LeBron. He has coached players. Like, he has coached around the league. Good coach. Hey, wasn't he so, with the Warriors when they won the championship? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he, so he, but, he's, he's a winner, man. He. He's been there, man. He's coached some good, some great players. So, and he has a young team. So, right now, this team is like the Grizzly team. Hey, they, the team is young. After a while, they're going to end up doing what happened, what happened with Russ, Katie, and Harden. After a while, you go somewhere, then after a while, it's like, okay, what's up? That's where the Sun's about to be in a minute. They're about to be like OKC was. Go to the finals, lose. Then just be out of nowhere, just be in the air for the next few years. But now we'll see because they got KD. But that's my that's my only team that I tell people not to sleep on because everybody focused on the Suns, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Clippers, and Warriors. They ain't worried about nobody else. They ain't yeah, worried about they ain't, they ain't worried about the Pelicans, Timberwolves, or the or the Trailblazers or the Lakers. <laughs> Right, but people got to also understand that the Thunder are going to be coming with the same type of energy soon. All these teams have been rebuilding. That young the core is Rockets, there. The right. Rockets is the youngest team in the NBA. So right. Everybody know what they're going to come with. When they get it right, everybody know what they're going to be on. And they have the potential to be at this. They can be up there just like the Kings. Because look at the the, they did, the Kings did give up some pieces but they received some good pieces. They gave up some people, but they got something back. That's what I can say. And that helped them get to the next level to overcome the hurdles that they had the year before. And that's what it's about. Improving your team for the better and getting to the next level. Right. You didn't, you're not work, focus on getting two or three people and your team losing expected to elevate when you get better players not lose but when you lose critical pieces that weighs in on your team look what happened to the Lakers after they won a bubble ring everybody left vet wise and all the young people got traded before that and after yeah I ain't mean to catch you out but that's why I think Miami if they, if they, you know, if they can avoid this playing game, and you know, we get us a all right, you know, team. Um, to be honest, I don't care who we play. The only team that I would say I'm not, I mean, I don't care who we play personally, because we don't beat everybody in the East. Um, but the only team that I say we can try to avoid in the first round or the second is the Bucks, because I wanna, I wanna play them in the third round. Um, but me personally, I don't care who we play. Sixers, okay. Celtics. I don't care who we play in the first round. Um, but 
the best scenario is to play, try to get their fifth seed and to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, they're young. They don't have as much experience as we do. We're a veteran club. They got Donovan Mitchell, though. That's all. You know, he's the only one and, that really and, got And Jared Allen. Yeah, but he, you know, he ain't got as much experience. As, but, like I but said. He's a defender, know, though. He's a defender. And he's a you rebounder. Know, I just think we can out we can we can we can get them even though they they big that's why I said Cody Zeller and, and Kevin Love actually helped us with that because when we played them earlier this year besides when we beat them last time they was bigger than us they was killing us on offense and boards but we still managed to beat them before we got Kevin Love done but we helped Donovan Mitchell to under twenty points I think in both games but they blew us out the first game. But I think that's that's another thing with my. I think we're a veteran club, man. We got a lot of veterans, so we get to that playoff thing. I think we can we'll figure it out, you know. And uh, hopefully everything. I think this, man. I know this is crazy, but this is really what I'm thinking. <laughs> thinking Miami, Miami. Either even if we we mess up and get to play in, and we get to the eight seed, and we got to play, we got to play uh Boston. Say Boston win, get the third. We got Boston first round. We beat Boston, right? Mm-hmm. See, I think last year we was number one in threes. This year we last in threes. But our defense is better. Our defense was good last year, but we was number one in a lot of things. You know, we protect the paint. Everything defensively was better. But I think this year we way better. So what I think is going to happen is those threes is going to start. We're going to start knocking them down in the playoffs. And we're going to go from 29th, 30th, 30th and threes to, you know, top five. If we get to a top five team in threes going to the playoffs, the way our defense play, I don't think nobody's going to – it's going to be hard for a lot of teams to beat us four times. So that's that's what I'm banking on in my head. Right now I'm just dealing with it as a fan. Like let's get all this out the way. Then I'm gonna play our time zero zero. Watch all the season away. New season. Let's play. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's 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 where I'm at with that. I, that's what I think is gonna happen. And I think that's kind of what Giannis is doing. Like they saying, you know, like, you know, every game is important, but they really waiting for these twenty games to be over. They gotta they they Giannis them. Their mindset is to win the championship. They they worried about the regular season, but they not. You know, they they playing really for the seeding. Really is they they. As long as Middleton had they team healthy, they feel like they can beat anybody. Nobody stopping Giannis, so that don't even matter. Yeah, ain't nobody stopping Giannis, man. With Middleton there, you definitely not stopping. There is no way around that, like. He's untouchable right now. The only thing that's gonna stop him is him. It's him. Like you already knew what I was gonna say. Like nobody. <laughs> People don't that's even see thing. that. They don't even see it, but it's gonna happen. But you know what's so crazy? People don't people always tell me he can't shoot. But look how dominant he is without him shooting great. The boy learned how to shoot forty percent from the field, anywhere close to fifty percent with a jump shot. It's over, man. Get to the 30s with a three-point shot. It's over. It's nothing you're going to be able to do with that dude, man. He giving you 30 points, 29 points. We're dunking the whole time and shooting layups and shooting some shots. Imagine he, he started hitting threes. That number going to rise up to 40 points a game. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous, man. But we're going to wrap it up in a minute, man. I want to... um. There's one more topic I want to speak on. It's really ain't got to do with really sports, but um, I wanted I wanted to see how you feel about the stuff that's going on in this world, man. As far as like the Marcus Houston thing, like how you really oh. feel about? Oh man, we uh we talked about that on on my on my podcast on Coast and Ashtrays. We talked about it on Coast and Ashtrays. So. That Marcus Houston situation is crazy. It's a little bit more detail. I'm not about to go digging for it, but 
I know for sure when I was looking at it. You look at his age. You look at her age. He's like 40. She's 22, right? Right. All right. They've been married for three. No, they've been married for three. They've been together for 10. So she was 20 so, years old. Subtract 10 from 22. The girl was 12. And that's it. You know, that's that's why I really want to hit on before I get off here because, like, come on, man. A 12-year-old with a grown man. Like, and we, we keep giving these parents a, a pass, man. And we don't even and we don't even know the situation. We don't know if she was if she had her parents that were in her life. We don't know if she was homeless. We don't. I don't even. You get what I'm saying? It's so many questions I have because I heard uh they she had she had uh that's what I'm saying. I'm paraphrasing because I really don't know. Um, but this is they they were saying that she 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 went missing at like what 15, and then she came back a couple years later. And then she was married at 18 or something like that. So the girl went missing four, five, six years. And then she came back married to Mar- to Marcus Houston. So she That's- just, so out, out of nowhere, she just popped out of nowhere like Chris Angel. And just, <laughs> she just popped out of nowhere. Like, like, like Chris Angel just made her disappear. And she just like, well, I'm back. Come on, you know, like as a parent, bro. I don't know how I would feel. I, I I've been thinking about this. I like, bro. My 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 daughter just one of my daughters just just up and leave and then come back five six years. They grown. I don't miss that. I don't miss those four or five years of seeing them grow up and you know and becoming women or you know young young women or young adults or whatever you want to say. Um, and then and then. They come back married. Like I'm not gonna lie, bro. I probably will. I'll be real upset with that. Like I don't know if I can. I can eat that. You know. You know. And then she come back, and they saying this thirty, forty year old man. Like that wouldn't sit well with me, man. As a parent, as a father, I know you. That is not sitting well. <laughs> that is not sitting well. Be- that's not sitting well because. A lot of questions need to be answered. And nobody's even it ain't my job to it ain't my job to go digging. I'm not a journalist. So my thing is a lot of people go missing. I get it. But for this girl to just disappear and then show up out of nowhere, like you just said, if that's the case, and nobody questions anything. That's crazy. It's, and it, I don't it, know if that's a true saying. I don't know what the situation was, but that's just something that I heard. And if that is true, like that's 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 crazy to me, man. Like so she just popped out of nowhere. Y'all been looking for her for this long, some years. And she just popped up and now she married. Good, grown up, ain't nothing wrong, just she married and happy. What? Right. <laughs> Like you didn't get none of my phone calls. You didn't see that you was on the poster or these little flyers we got, you know, with your picture on it, you know, looking for you. Like <laughs> you didn't get nothing. You can't call me not one time. So we've been so we've been looking for you for this long. And now you surface out of nowhere. Come on, you get what I'm saying? Man, I, man, I'd be mad at her, and and the dude don't even want to be around. I, I don't even want to see him. <laughs> I don't even want to see him. As a father, I get it. I get and it, bro. It, it, I get it because it messes with me so much because we say we're their protectors. You know, we're going to protect them. We're going to... You know, we're gonna do anything that we can to protect them. And in that in that situation, the father or the, the, the even the mother, they couldn't they couldn't protect them because if she just left, like that's even worse. Like she just left. Like we wake up, she's gone, we don't know where she's gone. You know how that man, I don't bro out man, I don't even think I better work, bro. Like I 
I'd be so messed up in the head, like worrying about what my, my child is. So I don't know how they felt. I'm pretty sure they felt the same way. And then all of a sudden one day you at home panicking and, and you know, thinking something wrong. Your your daughter or your your the kid is is dead. You know, you ain't talked to them in a while. And then all of a sudden they pop up with a mad ring laughing and playing and had to do it with them. Yeah, I'm their husband. What? Like, they don't even sound as my wife say. Make that make sense. <laughs> I say that all the time. Make make it make sense. Help me. That's crazy. You know. Help me saying? help you. Help me understand what's going on. That don't even make sense. Cause yeah, something the math the math ain't mathing. That's crazy, man. And the math I, ain't the math ain't mathing. Like, come on. Now you look at all these. You look at all these people. All right. You just look at all these people because a lot of people disappear all the time. You know, right? Right. So, when you look at all these, just people just, like, kids disappearing, all this stuff going on. Now, like you said, somebody, you don't know if your kid is gone. You're going to know. There are no ifs, ands, buts about it. You will know that your kid is gone. Your kid with you every day. Yeah. Now, you know you check on your people every time you go. When you in that house, you check on your kids. Yeah. That ain't you don't even have to question it. You know that you're gonna check and make you making sure you put yours to bed. So that's what I said. The situation, God, it has to be something more to that. It has to, to be the more. point where like she like what happened, like what really happened? Like where did she go? What happened? That's the that's what I want to start. What happened? Like, okay. How did she just disappear? Like, did she run away? Did she? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that's that we don't. It's a lot of unknowns, and I I don't want to hit the unknowns because, you know, we got our own life to live. But nobody questioning what that man had going on. That's what's got. That's what got me. That's that really has me like lost. That's the only thing that got me, bro. I, my, you know, out of this whole situation, you know, we don't. I want to know, like, how do you even meet her, bro? Like, how do you even meet a twelve-year-old girl, man, and and just went up there and like, I like you, and he a grown man. Like, why are you even looking at a twelve-year-old girl, bro? Like, my daughter ten, bro. You feel me, like? Ain't no way. Man, ain't no way. I so... look at somebody my daughter age. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's nasty, bro. And then people not even questioning him. Like, dude, like, what in the world? Like, <laughs> and that's what I'm getting at. Nobody questioning this man. Nobody, nothing. It's just, oh well. She's just she's they, 18 years younger than him. It's okay, bro. She popped up married. Well, I don't know the. It surfaced that they were married, so that's why I said she just popped up married. That's crazy, man. Like, you just wake up one day, and you ain't see your daughter in years, and then, oh, I'm married, Dad. What? Yeah, I've been with him the last three, four years, or however long it was. What? So this dude, now I'm really bad, because even if I don't rock with you, you got my daughter, bro. At least call me like, hey, look, man, I'm sorry. She's been with me the whole time. She okay. Um, we gonna I'm gonna bring her home or whatever. None of that. I'm, this whole time I'm thinking something going, something happened to my daughter. Right, man, right. it's, it's it's painful, man. It's, man, me thinking about it, it's just like picturing that. Like I, I can't picture. Like I don't I don't know what I do, bro. I know I don't know what my wife would do. We it'd be a bad situation. We'd be in a bad spot mentally. I know every day I'd be mentally messed up because I don't know where she is or what what's going on. And then you telling me after all this this stress, all this that I'm going to mentally in my head, you pop up married, <laughs> like everything, like nothing, like everything's good. Wow, I, I. But like we said, like I said, we don't know how it happened. We don't know the response. We don't know. We don't know the whole backstory. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
it's it's, it's so it's a lot of questions that are unanswered. That's all I'm gonna say. But to, in my eyes, looking at it from my standpoint, it's nasty. Like, what is he doing? That's a little kid. And the crazy thing is, he walk around in public with a like, and everybody is cool with them reading on this stuff, man. I haven't been cool with the R. Kelly stuff. I said what I said with R. Kelly. Like, oh, yeah, he the king of R&B. But, yeah, I'm still going to listen to his music. I ain't got no problem with your music. But as a man, bro, I don't respect you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't respect those parents that let you do it. You feel me? But everybody been knowing that for R. Kelly for a long time. Since we were young. Since Aaliyah. Yeah, we knew that. It's not new information, man. With him, it's not new. With Marcus Houston, it's new. Yeah. We knew about R. Kelly. Whether people were in denial or not, everybody knew. It, it, they they ain't question Mike. They ready to throw Mike under the bus. But they, <laughs> they, they just they just look at R. Kelly like, no way. Can't be true. Oh no! So they thought Mike made that. Mike made that, that amusement park for them, them the kids. Man, bro, <laughs> I ain't got time for it. <laughs> R.I.P. to one of the greats, man. But yeah, for sure that this this situation right here lets you know you got to be more careful and aware who your kids are around and what they doing. Man, what? That, that's what that situation has me thinking. Male or female, you got to be careful. People, people snatch and traffic kids all the time. Grown women, you got to be everybody. Who you bring around because family too. That, yeah, it could be family, you mm-hmm. know. And that that's man. I don't, well, I don't know what I'd do if it was my family. Oh no, crazy but, like. but I'd be. Don't you ever, ever. <laughs> Come back here. Okay. <laughs> Got to tap into real talk, talking about sports, everything, life in general. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with Coaches and Ash Trades. You can check us out at YouTube. Scri- subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can check us out on, we just got a TikTok as well. Coasters in Ash Trades is one word. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. And you can catch us on Anchor. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So we're on all platforms. Thank yeah, you for having me. What's that, man? Oh, yeah, man. Y'all already know, man. Much love here, man. Hey, man, y'all want y'all to know, man, me and him been kicking it since college, man. We made in college, man, back in 2008, man, and we've been kicking it ever since then. You know, we had a little lap, but, you know, ever since then, man, we've been, been rocking, dog. You know, this is my brother for life, man, and, uh, you already know. Coming on, bro. You feel me? Hey, man, anytime, you know.